0: Yo. Hello, Fight Sight fans, viewers, and listeners. I am your co-host, Brady Bunch, a.k.a. the Non-Binary Ninja. And with me, as always, your host, Timmy B. On today's episode, there are so many things to unpack. I hope we have enough time. <sighs> we have a great guest ahead of her big Invicta debut, right? Invicta, I'm sorry. <laughs> a Dana White update, who's been all over the news but I think some of us feel like certain things are being left out, a Jake Paul update, and so much more. Tim, hit it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Insight Podcast. Let's talk. All right. Our guest today is an undefeated amateur and a 1-0 professional MMA fighter born in Verona, British Columbia, I might be saying that wrong, but it's just north of Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, who was signed to Invicta FC last year and fights January 18th in her promotional debut. We're so excited to speak to her today. Get on the bandwagon now. This is the future star and a future champion. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Tanya Najjar. (laughs) Hello, Tanya. Hi. (laughs) How are you?
2: Good. How are you?
1: Good, good, and you are currently in Austin, Texas, right now.
2: I am. Yeah, I'm in Austin right
1: now. Awesome. I love that city, by the way.
2: It's yeah. awesome here. I really like it. It's hot right now, so. I'm
1: yeah. It. yeah. If you feel like coming and shoveling snow. Yeah. Come <laughs> I back. I missed
2: the snow actually during Christmas. I really missed the snow. I was sad, but. It was yeah. cold here. It was freezing cold for a bit.
1: But. What is freezing cold in Austin, like Texas? It was one degree
2: Celsius. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I was surprised for Austin. I didn't expect it, but it's warm now, so I'm good. Nice, nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, Tanya, congratulations on being signed to Invicta. That's a huge deal. Thank in- you.
2: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: Can I just say yesterday or a couple days ago on the MMA Hour with Ariel Helwani, they were talking about and arguing about the number two promotion, right? And they were like, Bellator, PFL, 1FC, and they were arguing. And I'm like, you guys are forgetting Invicta. For women,
2: it's like a really good feeder promotion to the UFC. Yeah. It's
1: It's incredible. It's a great promotion for women. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably a better feeder promotion than any of those other organizations. For women,
2: for sure. And the competition there is is really good. Um, They they pick good fighters. So I I really enjoy it. If you want to like go against top level competition.
1: Exactly. um, Yeah. Yeah. Tons of great fighters over there. Um, Have you met or talked with Shannon Knapp yet?
2: um i think i spoke with her just over email um but no i haven't met her in person since i've been signed um i did meet her my teammate fought on that uh their last card in the summer i think i can't remember the date now but um (laughs) i I met her then briefly but i wasn't signed at that point so nice,
1: nice But uh, I've heard nothing but great things about Shannon. Nothing yeah. but great things about the promotion. Their uh, their announcer is Joe Martinez, a good friend of the podcast.
2: Awesome! Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm really that dude's the best for them. Yeah,
1: yeah. When you win your fight, and you yes. and and Joe Martinez said, "Say Timmy B says hello from Fight Insight," because I love yeah. that guy. I He's will. I
2: will for sure.
1: He's the greatest.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. zoned out after my fights, but I'll try to remember. Sure, sure.
1: Well, just win quickly, and then you Yeah, can... I'll get it
2: over with quick, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, that said, for people that don't know you, mm-hmm. uh, give us a little, a brief little story. Who is Tanya?
2: A brief little story. Yeah, well, I started MMA when I was, like, around 19 um, in Kelowna, in Canada. Um, so, I trained. I've been training since then. I took a few amateur fights, did well. Um and then when I was supposed to go pro, I kind of had like a, a bad injury. So I had to take a step back from competition. Um, but I was still training pretty consistently. Um, and then now in the last year is when I kind of decided to, to make like a, my comeback to competition. Um, and so I have to just kind of go hard for these next couple of years and get a good record going.
1: Yeah. Kill yeah. it because yeah. I because I did see when I look at you on topology. Yeah. You have more canceled fights.
2: I have a lot of canceled fights on there. Every fight <laughs> that they'd offer me, they'd like throw on Tapology, and I like right away I'd look and I'd be like, um, yeah, the only one, unfortunately, that I really wanted, like was supposed to take and then I couldn't was um, with Dakota Deceva. I hope I don't butcher her name. Um, but I got COVID like two weeks before and um, yeah, so they had to test us. So I unfortunately couldn't take that fight.
0: Um, mm, mm,
2: yeah, mm. I had a lot of cancellations going up to it. A lot of those were like opponents who, who didn't want to fight. Like that was a long time ago. And you know how it is, like trying to get fights sometimes is hard. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, almost fights. On there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But this but this starts you off on the path towards greatness now. Right? Yeah, like
2: I, I want to get, be as active as I can this next year. I have four fights with Invicta. So if I, I can do all four this year, um, I nice. to do that. So yeah.
1: Nice, that's awesome. And you're fighting on January 18th is that correct
2: January 18th yeah
1: 18th yeah for those in Canada because we got to support our Canadian fighters it's on it's on YouTube still it's on
2: YouTube and fight TV yes Um, it's no longer on fight pass I don't think
1: so I know I'm a little bit upset with that because that because when you would get your highlights i have fight pass i've been paying for fight Pass. i know
2: everyone has fight pass so i was kind of bummed but
1: wait what rich people do you live around because I, <laughs> not one person
2: just fight passes
1: <laughs> not one person i know has fight pass aside from me really <laughs> nobody that's like, hilarious I how, i'm, I'm uh, literally yeah i don't
2: you. have my own i just use there's like seven <laughs> of us using the same account so all right you gotta well, do what you gotta do it's like someone, Netflix.
1: Someone's seeing this and coming to your house today, yeah, so absolutely. You're in trouble. Uh, here's a picture from your Instagram. I wanted to oh, share.
2: Okay. Boom. Oh yes. That's
1: you and the Venezuelan vixen. How yes. did you How did you meet Juliana Pena, and is she as cool as everybody tells us she is?
2: So okay, that's the Roca facility where um, I train uh, with New Wave, which is John Danaher's like jiu-jitsu team nice um and so she came to train there and then i met her um and then she was we got to talking i told her i had a fight coming up and she wanted to help so we did some mma work um a little bit of sparring and stuff like that she was just there for a few days um but yeah she's so cool i really like her um super real like very down to earth and very very helpful like a very genuine person so so i was yeah really happy to meet her
1: that's awesome. Yeah. We've had, we've had several of the fighters from the last season of tough where she was a coach Yeah. and uh, Helen Peralta who's fighting in Invicta or she fought in LFA last, but okay. Helen Peralta, uh, Laura Gallardo, who's fighting on yes. your card. Yeah. She was on team uh, Juliana Pena and yes. they all said she is fantastic. Good people. Yeah. Yeah, um, no,
2: she's great. Like, um, my coach in Canada actually knows her and he's always said really good things about her. Um, but just like she was there for like a few days, she doesn't even like know me. We just met, and she was just so invested in like giving me advice, um, and just like so so helpful. Like I really like her, so it was good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Can I ask a question? Yes. You don't have to name names.
2: Okay. <laughs> if you
0: want to name names?
2: Name names.
0: Have you ever met someone? that was sort of the opposite where you got super excited, like an idol or something, and you meet them and you're like, wow, that person sucks. Kind of a
2: dick. You know what? <laughs> kind of a dick. Actually, yes. When I first started at a, at a UFC, this was, well, I was like 20 years old. There is somebody I was a little disappointed in. Um, he was, yeah, not so nice. Um, other than that, in MMA, not really, but I've met a couple actors that are kind of dicks when you when you meet them.
0: You know what? i've met a bunch of musicians that were like my idols and just
2: scum but then also i've met people where it like exceeded my expectations so yes
0: usually the humble ones or the
2: like you were
1: describing uh juliana like juliana
2: yeah yeah for sure she was great
1: so so a because we're good friends now tanya you gotta you gotta hook me up with juliana pena for an interview one day
2: oh for sure i'll let her know
1: i cannot get to her i've tried so hard really no. She's Honestly, impossible.
2: I'm sure she'd do it. She's so nice. She do Wait, it.
1: you uh, say that like we're so lowly that I'm sure she would pity no. you for the interview. Is that she's how that came busy across?
2: Lady. She's a world, you know, she's a world champ.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, she's the best. Uh, I'm going to take a guess at the person that you met. And can um, I ask, can I ask how old you are now?
2: Uh, I'm 28 now. so I'm getting Okay.
1: 28. So when you're saying you met someone and it was eight years ago, Yes, it, was a long, was in-
2: it was the first UFC. I'll, I'll give you some hints.
1: All right. No, I, I've got I'm it. I know it already.
2: Office, so it was so long ago. It was the I first met- UFC, like it was in Vancouver. Um, no. and it was a guy.
1: I know it already. A champion? A really- I've said this before. A
2: former champion. Uh, I champion. met
1: this person and I was super disappointed. Matt Hughes. No. Oh. It, it better <sighs> not be. BSP. I haven't even
2: met Matt Hughes, but
1: Oh, GSP? No, not GSP. No,
2: GSP is so nice. GSP goes down to Austin a lot, yeah. Um, Oh, really? Can I just say I'm obsessed with GSP? And when he came, (laughs) I hope he never sees this. (laughs) I was, like, losing it inside, and everyone was so cool. They're like, oh, hey, George. Like, I just was losing my mind. He was my favorite fighter. He my favorite fighter ever,
1: yeah. When was this? How long ago?
2: This was, like, a few months ago.
1: Wait, did he have the cool new blonde haircut? yeah like he's just he's so
2: energetic and like it's like a 20 year old but you know what i mean You would never guess like he's still just it seems like he's just just as an athletic and uh yeah he's just running around doing whatever but no i was starstruck for sure but i tried yeah. to keep it cool
1: <laughs> but I'm, it was
2: probably obvious <laughs> i'm highly
1: <laughs> betting you were not cool at that moment
2: i i was just like i was trying to be cool i was like can we get a picture <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait did you get a photo with him?
2: I did. I was really nervous. Like my teammate had to keep asking for me because I didn't want to be annoying. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. No, you guys would have died. It was
1: hilarious. Uh, no, he's awesome. Uh, who, who have you uh, been training with for this fight? And when people watch Tanya Nijar, what are we in for? Are we in for, I, all I've seen you do is choke a girl out at Combate. Uh,
2: yes. Nobody has seen a lot of me though, because I haven't gotten to fight, right? Uh, yeah. Pro very much. So, um, they're gonna see for this fight. Um, I think hopefully a lot more striking. Um, I never really got to show any striking, um, but this girl's a big wrestler, so when she shoots, I'm hoping to kind of kind of show my my striking. Um, but I'm comfortable like going anywhere with her with wrestling and grappling. So we'll see how where the fight goes. Right. So you can't force stuff, but hopefully more striking would be
1: really nice. Awesome. May you pull off a Jorge Masvidal. Ben Askren. Oh, knee. Just finish it. Uh,
2: maybe. Let's. I hope. I'm looking for a head kick. But
1: ah, nice. Was, nice.
2: We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Time it right.
1: And so, who have you been training with aside from Juliana Pena? Have you been training with any other big names? Um, What's-
2: like all the big names i guess at like Roka that do jiu-jitsu they like they're always there but um i don't really train personally with them um but everyone on the team they're at new wave for my jiu-jitsu um i've been going to ambush muay thai it's called in austin doing uh, a lot of stand-up there um nice. and then yeah my pad holders i've been working with so um i wouldn't say like i've been working personally with a lot of big names but a lot of a lot of people have helped me
1: you're scared. the big name, Tanya. You're I'm, say, I'm really the big gone. name. Uh, now, with the when you say, what are you saying? Ruka, Ruka,
2: Roka. Sorry, that's just yeah, the facility that sponsors the new is that, team.
1: Is that the one that like Biz being trained at? The R. It looks like RVCA. Is that it?
2: No, that's um, that's Ruka. RVCA. Yeah, this is like um, they make like uh, sunglasses
1: um like oh, kind of okay.
2: sunglasses so you can like keep on like during running and stuff like that
1: um, oh okay
2: and sunglasses stuff like that so they have like this this facility
1: oh nice okay cool because Bizbing always calls his facility ruka sport i call but it rbca looks...
2: but i think it's called so this is roca
1: okay okay r-o-c-a yeah,
2: that's, that's some people call it ruka i think i don't know okay. if it's RVCA. <laughs> I'm sounding so stupid right now.
1: That's okay. I'll edit this all out of the podcast. Edit no, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, okay, but that's interesting, exciting. And where is yes. the fight with Invicta this January 18th on? Also YouTube? in Denver.
2: we uh, okay. they do it at the Real Works. It's like a. I think it's like a club that they converted or something like that. I'm not sure.
1: Wait, it's not the church, is it?
2: No, it's called Real Works. The church. Okay.
1: Did you ever see they did a card recently where they were like in the like church? it really looked like it was an abandoned like church. You know what? That I was in during...
2: that place because it's kind of like it looks like a nightclub almost. I don't. know. It's just like a big empty room, and then they like put the cage in the middle.
1: But is there gonna be a crowd? Sorry, sorry, Brittany.
2: There was a crowd. Yeah, there was like um, there's a lot of big names actually. There, like Rose was there.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
2: yeah so maybe she'll be there again. Um, but it's more like an intimate, um, a, like venue. I'd say. You know, some fights it's like more of like an intimate crowd where they're like right up close. Um, sometimes you're like in a bigger like auditorium or something like that
0: what do you prefer
2: i don't really care to be honest like i'm you know some people they like love to fight in front of people yes like if you just take me in like an empty room and to fight and get it done with like i would prefer that i'm not like a feed off the crowd or anything it just makes me like more nervous maybe i get it so i'm cool with either when i fought for a combat they had it in a studio which was really cool
1: yeah, that thing is empty, empty, right? Yeah, that Come was, back? it was
2: weird because it was dead silent. Um, because they have to edit, like, the commentary on top. Um, oh. So I got no walkout song, just dead silent. You can hear everything. Um, but after I did it, I actually, like, liked it better, I think. Interesting. Yeah, it's just because it feels like you're just going to, like, spar now, right? Like, you're going to the gym.
1: You yeah, it, yeah. You work, but still, yeah. but the excitement of the crowd around, the Oh, energy. yeah, I mean, but
2: if you're in, like, a big, like, if I... When I'm in a big show, like, you know, obviously yeah. the UFC crowd or something like that, that's going to be amazing. Nice. Uh, yeah.
1: And because I couldn't find any footage on you, when I did the promo video for you, I couldn't figure out what your walkout song is. Do you know what your yes. walkout song I is? I for don't actually Bitcoin?
2: know yet. Um, no? So i got to decide. I have a few. I have a few places. Okay. But yeah.
1: All right. Is it going to be like west canadian it'll, country
2: uh, it should be <laughs>
1: just lull <laughs> so the crowd to sleep
2: or some indian music or something
1: hey that's, not bad. that's
2: I, not bad no it'll be like some hip-hop i have like i'm okay. a big hip-hop head yeah so it'll be something
1: like that. all right no not bad then for the promo video i chose some missy missy did. yeah i you. noticed
2: i liked it that's not bad I really all liked right. it actually yeah
1: um i have some fan questions i want to get to okay uh the regular that we always get for the females, uh, yes. are you single? married? A- it's all, it's, it comes in in people droves. People
2: actually ask that. That's hilarious. yeah, a
1: lot do like these idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, I am, I am actually, but I'm not looking.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. So that's a, that's a hard no to all you people out there looking.
2: I'm busy. <laughs>
1: uh, raining, I, get it. <laughs> at, I like this question at blonde and butte asked what happened to your Twitter?
2: Like, oh, my, it's so funny that people, like, look at this stuff now, and I should probably, like, deal with my social media stuff. But, (laughs)
1: um,
2: like, I had actually a hilarious Twitter when I was, like, 18, 19. All right, killing it back in the day. Oh, it was hilarious. I had good jokes.
1: Self-admitted. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no, it was good. And then I got locked out or something. And then I don't have a Twitter now. Did they find my Twitter? What's that? Did they find my Twitter?
1: I guess. Well, I looked for it when the person sent the question. I was like, okay. It was, was it Slumdog MMA?
2: Oh, yeah, that was it. That was what my coach used to call me.
1: That's awesome. Now, okay, well, then that leads into another question. I got this from a few people. Yeah. No no nickname for Tammy. So that's
2: been my only nickname that my coach gave me, David Lee.
1: Okay.
2: Um, yeah, in Canada, Toshido. Um, and then that one was kind of my nickname when I started, like, Fighting Amateur. And then, yeah, since then, it's kind of died. I feel like if someone gives you a nickname, then I'll yeah. go with it. But, yeah. I but
1: i mean someone gave you, you slum dog are you gonna go with it or you is mean,
2: it i mean i guess but i feel like you know i feel like i've moved on from Slum dog you yeah need something new yeah
1: all this. right all right <laughs> all right well we can run a contest to name you could
2: you if yeah, you want one.
1: but you're gonna get a lot of those pervs sending in so
2: you're so not going gonna get that a lot of those. Yeah. yeah uh
1: last fan question jet jetson uh asks what is something that people don't know about you? I feel like all of this is stuff people don't know, but
2: you.
1: something exciting about you.
2: Something exciting? I'm not well, very honest. exciting, you guys. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> lame, i <laughs> a grandma. Um, they don't know, let's see. Oh, I opened a brewery, like a, a cidery.
1: Very um, Canadian of dad, yeah, he's
2: Yeah, he's a farmer, he's an orchardist um, in Canada. So we opened that a few years ago um so yeah we still have that going
0: what what's the brand
2: it's called tony's craft cidery his name's tony yeah
1: tony's craft cidery yes and you deliver in canada like deliver
2: yeah we wholesale we're in a bunch of liquor stores now um so when i was injured yeah so when i was injured actually like um i stopped fighting and then like i started training again after a couple years but there was a point there where like i couldn't do anything um and i got pretty you know i was really bummed so i kind of i was still in school and stuff i didn't really know what i wanted to do so then at that point we like opened the business um and yeah that's nice. getting going so yeah it, is
0: this i'm sorry it can it be delivered like can americans order it
2: americans can't we don't currently do it in in the us but we'll i'll like, drive.
1: i'll drive it across the borders so yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> don't worry the so liquor Great laws eventually.
2: are insane in canada so it's like mm.
1: Yeah, because Brady Bunch is in New York.
2: So yes.
0: Oh, I'm dying to visit Canada with all the awesome guests you had. Timmy,
1: you. Yeah. yeah. All the awesome stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. That's a very cool thing. I thought it was a
2: random thing people didn't know.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh okay, before we let you go, um, what uh who is someone that you think that we should have on the podcast? Oh, in the future
2: a guest you should have uh, like a super oh. famous person or like a
1: well like a fighter would be nice fighter. you know so like my
2: teammate get maria uh, i'm gonna butcher her last name you're gonna sweet maria mma that's all i'm oh. gonna say <laughs> uh she's serbian and I, to this day i like butcher her last name so i'm not all right and um, and is she so, fighting
1: soon is she fighting
2: She's signed for, with Invicta as well. Um, nice. She has three more fights with them. Yeah, so she got signed before I did. Um, right. I was hoping to get on the same card as her, but um, it didn't work out. So, so maybe All right. to the next one. But yeah, you guys have to look her up. She's a killer. Definitely.
1: All right, Sweet Maria is going to be Emily. coming on the podcast.
2: Yeah, that's her Instagram.
1: Yeah, yeah, we will get, we will get her on the podcast. Tell her good things about us. Yes. And uh, so people can see you next at Invicta fighting... Yes january 18th everybody's gotta go watch tanya Najar celebrate with some cider from tony
2: yes get it right doing. yeah Kill if it. you're in bc go get some
1: get go get it yeah. and uh tanya before we let you go is there anything that you'd like to say to the fans viewers and listeners of this podcast fans viewers and listeners of yours
2: oh just yeah thanks so much for you know um uh, being interested um and following me um hopefully you like keep fighting or watching my fight journey unfold um I really appreciate the support and yeah that you guys are even interested in what I'm doing so that's really cool
0: and and you know what I hope you keep in touch because we would love to I will have you back on we'd love to
1: see where you go yeah,
2: get me at the end of the year
1: yeah that'd be great
2: <laughs> it'll and be a, it'll be an active year so I love yeah, that on.
1: yeah look we just finished our award show for 2022 and, yeah. uh, hey, there's nothing to say that Tanya Najjar can't go 4-0 in Invicta in one yes. bloody year. It's
2: happening. That's the year. This is the year. Yes. Kick ass.
1: Can I ask That's one question? It ties yes. to
2: us. Say so, so
1: you
0: have an awesome year, 4-0.
2: Yeah.
0: You get two phone calls. One's from Dana White, if he still has his position. And one is from <laughs> the head of the PFL. And oh. They both offer you opportunities to jump to their orgs where would you go
2: uh i think i'd go to the ufc
0: all right i I thought about it
2: yeah like a lot of other promotions will pay well um sorry if this is a drawn-out answer but they'll pay well um and they'll hype you up and everything but if i just want to fight like the best fighters and like test myself against the best fighters and win like the most legitimate title um so so that's where i'd want to go like i don't really care if you you're offering more, and then I get to fight kind of cans. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, it's uh, for the glory.
2: No you these want- new divisions, they kind of just set up, uh, set up the new fighters. So no, I, I go to the UFC for sure. That's my goal.
1: Tanya, you're gonna get there. Yes, I love I love your energy. I love your personality. Thank uh, you. Your agent, thank you Remington for getting uh, us in contact with you because yeah, you're a great person. He Remington said you're a great person, great attitude, great personality. Um, it really comes off here. So thank you so much for joining the podcast. This is episode 100. Thank you. So I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you so much, Tanya, and best of luck to you. Thank you. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. What a great interview. Yes. Our 100th guest could not have been a better one. And this is what this podcast is all about, right? When we started this podcast, it was all about just having fun and meeting cool people. You know, we didn't even think we'd have any guests, and then all of a sudden, we started getting guests and UFC fighters and ONE FC fighters, and like it was getting crazy. But I love going back to like these young homegrown fighters. That's what I love. So very, very cool.
0: Yeah, and you know what? She has a story. I love the sidery. That was a good question. Uh, (laughs) Thank God. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping she does get a new awesome nickname this
1: year. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Maybe she'll start finishing people. Well, let's see. She wanted a head kick, right? If she head kicks her next two people, then she's Tanya head kick Najjar. That's terrible. But you know what I mean? Like something. Yeah, something. Something will happen. Uh, Guys, I do want to say if you're here watching the podcast because of Tanya, thank you so much. Please follow and subscribe to all that stuff. You see our things on the bottom there. Uh, Stick with us. Tons of great guests coming up next week on the podcast. UFC, another Canadian fighter, UFC's Kyle the Monster Nelson. He's fighting Superboy Duho Choi uh, in February for the UFC, so that's going to be a great fight. But a greater interview because we get to meet him here, so that's very exciting for us. Yes. Um, and fan, uh, sorry, friends of the podcast update. We always do this. So who have we met that is fighting soon? Rocky Raquel Pennington. She fights in the UFC this Saturday, the the first card of 2023. Raquel Pennington, we love Team Rocky. She's fighting Caitlin Vieira, Caitlin Vieira. Uh, she fights on Saturday. Go back to Slim Reaper, Ray Roland. He's fighting at UNF on January 28th. We've got on the same card as Tanya, we've got Laura Gallardo. She's fighting at Invica. And also a girl that I really like that we were... Trying to get on the podcast. There was some translation issues. Uh, Lily Ferreira, she Lily Fahea, she's fighting at Invict on that same card. Brady, I didn't even know you back then, but this is a girl that fought for another all women's organization, uh Palace Athena women's fighting championship in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. She fights, and I, I think I still have the video. The girl she fights fouls her like three times, does this thing where she um headbutts her in the face the ref doesn't call it then she's clinching her and the girl apparently like starts rubbing up against her ribs like putting her knuckles into the ribs to like uh like disengage kind of thing but that's illegal and then did all this crazy stuff and then the fight gets called and they they say that lily can't continue and they give the title to the other girl even though she fouled her way to the victory like it was crazy that is crazy oh it's was the it, worst did
0: she ever get like a rematch was it she- like
1: she petitioned it. She went to the commissions to try and get it overturned. Everything bombed out. I mean, the That's girl right. she was fighting was a, a homegrown Canadian girl, so I don't think she had a chance too much uh, in getting that overturned. But anyways, so happy that Invicta picks her up and now gives her an opportunity because she was undefeated before that, you know. So, but Invicta gives her the opportunity. So watch out for Lily Fajaya. Look out for Laura Gallardo, and of course, look out for Tanya Najar. Tanya Najar. Uh, that's our Friends of the Podcast update. And of course, I want to say thank you to RageWorksNetwork.com. That's where we are, uh, New York Podcast Network. So we're part of that network. So go check them out. All right, Brady Bunch. Uh, several things that we got to talk about. You brought up the PFL. So why don't we go to that first, maybe? They're changing the name to Paul Fight League. Hell. Yeah, for a second. I thought you were being serious. I don't know. They might as well. How much do you have to pay this guy to do what he's doing here?
0: I actually am going to say something else. Hmm. I'm wondering how much he paid the PFL to do what he's doing. No, no, no. Sometimes I wonder, is he just a guy with a big bankroll and can pay his way?
1: No, no, no. You think he's paying the PFL to
0: be... You know what? Pardon me, wonders. When you got that much money, you can make stuff happen, right?
1: Jeez, Louise. Hey, I'm
0: I'm this rich kid, former I think Disney star, whatever. Right? I'm now making all this money with this, whatever. Right? Hey, that's that's insane that you
1: say that. I love
0: it. You know what though? He is clearly out there getting so much attention. I'm just saying that because I kind of kind of hate on him. Uh, I think he. How do I, all right, I look at him two ways. He has helped the sport of boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While hurting the sport of boxing. Yeah. It, it's like.
1: He's a polarizing individual.
0: Yes, he's got people talking about boxing more than some people that would have never been watching or talking about it. Yeah. Out there talking about it, where I think it ruins it is you have a bunch of fanboys
1: who will. He hasn't fought a single pro boxer yet, right? Yeah, but that's okay because he's these. Look at any boxer in the first five to ten fights they fight; they fight people they think they can beat. If you're going to build yourself up, you got to fight. Of course, yeah. You know, he's just doing it in the public eye. But but uh, what I but what I will say is that like he's very polarizing. When you go on like famous uh, Instagram accounts of like MMA and whatever they. Gets people get livid when you keep posting Jake Paul crap. People yep. are like, get get rid of this idiot, blah blah blah. Right now, mind you, that's engagement. So those pages are like, hey, I'll post all the Jake Paul shit I want because it gets you coming here and you're typing and and pumping up my post. Yep. But it, but it but he is like it is a love hate thing with him. So I did think when he signed on with PFL, I'm like, well, PFL, Jesus, you're like number. Like you wish you're number two. You're probably number three or four at best. Yep. I think you go bankrupt in the year. I don't think PFL makes it. It. I don't. I don't like it. I. I feel like they're spending too much money. And then with this Jake Paul thing, how much money did you have to pay this guy? And how many fans are you going to lose by people going PFL? What a joke! They're the guys that signed Jake Paul, right?
0: That's yeah. what I think.
1: See, but you know what? Ah, like they're turning into like a. Are they going to turn into like an influencer league? Like that's kind of. Well,
0: this is what confuses me. It sounds like they're developing a special division, right? Just for people like Jake.
1: Yeah. The super fight, super fight pay-per-view division or some, some weird thing. Yeah.
0: So like right there and then I'm like, oh, it's the rumor of him giving contracts with NDAs that here's an NDA. You're going to look at this contract and you can't talk about it. And then, and then it says, you can't knock me out. And then someone like Nate Diaz can't go around and share that information after looking yeah. at the contract, right? Yeah. I just, I feel like it's all BS. I think he's an athlete, but I think half of his fights have completely been fake. That's my honest opinion. <laughs> Glorified sparring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they sell him to make make him into a story, make him marketable. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that irritated me most is the headline I read this morning was like Jake Paul basically acting like he's upset that this announcement that him joining the PFL, it's the end of his boxing career, that he's not allowed to box anymore. It was something like that was the article. Which-
1: Well, he should have known that if he signed the agreement.
0: Well, my point is he didn't know that. And when he knew was, hey, I'm about to have to fight real people eventually who are gonna show the world that I am, yes, an athlete, but I don't stand anywhere to the top of boxing, right? And that's it. It's just phony, right? Like yeah. he's out there literally, I'm sorry, that whole Anderson Silva fight was like the final straw for me. <laughs> Anderson could have finished him so many times, right?
1: I mean, we can argue it all we want. What I will say is that I was surprised. We showed the growth of the um, MMA leagues out their social media in, in 2022. We showed that graphic uh, last week. PFL went from four hundred eighty three thousand to five hundred thirty nine thousand, so they grew by fifty six thousand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think they grew a little bit more after that. But what I was trying to figure out was how much did they grow after the Jake Paul announcement? I'm about to look right now. Did you it see? was not a lot. So that's was, what I mean in the sense that right. they're at. Oh, and just to finish the sentence, it's they're at five hundred and seventy four. Mm-hmm. So even at best and I don't think it was, they grew uh, about 30,000 since the Jake Paul announcement, which is not a lot when he's got millions of followers. So those millions of followers essentially don't care and aren't going to go follow PFL. So PFL, if you paid money to get this guy, your social media has not grown. And, And that was massive publicity he gave you.
0: See, you know what it is though? This is part of the curse of being an influencer. As someone who's like, whatever, makes music, does all my silly stuff.
1: Not oh, whatever, but okay. Uh, but
0: I, I know this, right? Like, uh, or let's go back to Jake. He's known for so many things. Half the people following him are haters. Half yep. the people following him are just keeping an eye on what's going on. So few of the people are actually fight fans. And that's where it's like, <laughs> it doesn't convert, right? So many. Also, what frustrates me. I know that, like my closest friends and family. If I were to share something in my story, they just <laughs> watch it. Don't react. Yeah, I can yeah. be
1: begging, like for for some. Click on this, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, hey, don't even get me started. I post store. I post polls on my stories on Instagram. Yes. I have to go to my best friends and go. Can you please fucking vote, man? Like, do you understand how that helps me? When you every yeah. vote, like gets gets it sent out yeah Yeah. you when we when i started this podcast the one lesson i learned and i've talked about this when i've been guests on other podcasts and i talk about my experience of growing this podcast you cannot trust the people that you're friends with your family like they do not support you uh and if anything the people closest to you want to see you fail isn't it crazy it really is. So, I mean, it is hard to grow a product. It's hard to do anything because you think that you're going to get a bunch of support and you do not. And it's not because I'm a total asshole. Like it's, it's just, that's what it is. Like you, like you said, like you, you, I can post stuff and my closest friends and family won't click on it. So yeah, you're right, Jake Paul, but okay. We won't go on too long about this, but Holy crap. I feel that that's a crazy move. Um, I don't think it's a good move. I feel like PFL is watering down their own product. And I will say I saw Hurricane Shane Burgos, that awesome UFC fighter, crazy dude. Love him. He got into some weird contracting with the UFC. Dana White even came out and said, we screwed this up because somehow they didn't like resign him properly. And then he went to PFL. Interesting. He's posting. I want to fight Jake Paul. In the PFL, dude, yeah, can you not, Shane Burgos, focus on your goddamn career in PFL? Why would you want to
0: fight Jake Paul? Because it makes me wonder two things. One is, does he want to be that superstar that maybe somehow finally takes out the Jake Paul train, or does he know that that paycheck is going to be bigger than any paycheck he could get in the UFC, fighting with the UFC for maybe years? For some who
1: cares? Who cares? Why would you why would you risk it? You know the other other thing is you risk it. You you go out there and he accidentally knocks you out. Yes, kind of like uh
0: what's his face? Woodley, right? Like Woodley has lost so much respect in people's eyes.
1: Yeah, you're you're top of the game, man. Shane Burgos, top-level fighter. I I mean, if had he stayed in UFC, sky's the limit for that dude. You went to PFL, okay, fine. But you're gonna fight Jake Paul? No way. Please do not do that who do you
0: think should fight jake paul in the pfl if you had to pick an opponent like from anywhere cm
1: punk i've heard that rumor sign cm punk get cm punk over there he's still doing commentary for um he did the commentary for the uh the fury grappling that uh, or was it fury grappling whatever it was the grappling event with rose and uh jillian jillian anderson uh jillian robertson
0: yeah, think he he was he was the commentary
1: he's good i mean he's good on the mic he's a good guy he doesn't, I don't know how much he's training or whatever. I think he is. Get him to go fight Jake Paul in MMA. See, but you know what? I guess you're right. It kind of makes more sense, but like
0: he doesn't have a record to impress, right? I feel like mm-hmm. Jake and, knows as a marketer, as someone who needs to sell snake oil, he needs to take out someone of a certain status, right?
1: Yeah. So well, like, he's not, yeah, but he's not going to do it on day one. Martin, Anyways, I, I don't know. Interesting. We'll see what happens, but god dang, it, it was a weird move. And people were saying, why didn't Bellator sign him? Why didn't OneFC FC sign him? Give me a break. I feel like those organizations like Scott Coker, Shotree, they knew this was not a move if you want to legitimize your brand. Yep.
0: They take it serious enough.
1: Yeah. I yes. No. PfL
0: looks I agree. They look silly making this move. Or who knows, maybe we're gonna be eating our words in the air. Maybe, probably. Hey, guess what? If the PFL <laughs> wants to sign someone
1: like me, eventually, you will hear me shut up, right? <laughs> PFL is the greatest. Yes. Oh yeah. Hey, and if PFL wants to sponsor this podcast, I, I mean, will. I'm for sale. I will. I will. I will praise the glory of the smart cage and all that garbage. I will praise it to no end. Uh, you know, if the if the money is there, I'll do it. But I don't know. Have for now. Heard-
0: have you heard the rumor about what's his face? His contract is supposedly up.
1: He's Inganu? a free agent now. Inganu? Francis? Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. His,
1: he might be headed there. Who's he gonna fight? Who's the heavyweight champion of PFL? I'll give you a billion dollars if you can tell me right now. I have no idea. Of course not. Nobody knows. It's it's nonsense. What inganu's gonna go there and fight literally cans over there? Give me a break.
0: But did, did you see the picture of I think it's his grandma?
1: Someone, yeah. yeah, there was an elderly lady at a at a barbecue with him, and she's wearing a PFL shirt, of all shirts to wear. Yes, but that's, to me, I don't know. We'll see. Coincidence
0: or, like, purposeful? Of course, course. it's
1: purposeful. How every other lady there was, like, nicely dressed, and then there's this one random lady with a PFL t-shirt on. It's so, so stupid. Like,
0: what do you think, though? Do you think that's his way of being, like, you got to pay me, UFC,
1: right? Like I don't know. Nobody cares. No one's going to care if you go to PFL, Francis Ngannou. Like, he's either got to go box and do something exciting or even go to 1FC. Go to 1FC and fight some heavyweights. I'm uh, just mad that he's hold, holding the belt up.
0: You're mad that he was? Yes. Like, it just, he needs to, my opinion, no, I like ta, t, t, uh, Tanya. Um, yeah. And then who else were we talking about earlier? I'm sorry, Brain Fart. Sarah. Moment. Uh, no, where they don't care about money, they just want to fight the best of the best,
1: Oh, right, 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 right. yeah, yeah.
0: And how long has it been since he's fought now?
1: Whatever, yeah, but fine, but but, hey, you've attained that title, you can hold that title for the rest of your life if you want, it's no different than Masvidal holding a BMF title. Hold (laughs) whatever you want, I'm just, it's just whatever, but anyways, okay, PFL, let's see what happens with them, maybe this will be a PFL podcast one day. Uh, I posted this on our Instagram. What are they saying? And again, if you're on audio, come on over to the... Oh, sorry. If you're on audio only, come on over to the visual podcast on YouTube or Spotify. Uh, I posted what are they saying? Because, Brady, if we start talking about Dana White now. Last week, it was right when the story broke. We talked about it. I predicted he gets fired. You predicted nothing's going to happen to him. Our guest, Sarah Ferruja. Uh, predicted that he would at least get suspended slash that he would be fired or let go, blah, blah, blah. Yes. A week has gone by. Dead silence. Literally nobody talking about it. Yep. Every single podcast that I put up there, aside from Ariel Helwani, who hates Dana anyway, so it almost doesn't count. Uh, Michael Bisbing's podcast, I don't think says a word. Uh, Chael Sonnen, I don't think, has released a statement. Anakin Florian podcast, nothing. Big John McCarthy, who talks about UFC all the time, nothing. Uh, Daniel Cormier posts the weirdest statement, which essentially says, I heard something or I know some things went on, but not going to talk about it. Like, you talk about everything. Here's Here's a picture of DC making sure that he comments on his YouTube channel about Dylan Danis pulling out of his fight. Like, Dude, you talk about everything. That's your, that's your job. Like your your nope. media personality. See, it makes me wonder though. I don't
0: know. It's just I'm thinking of like you know I've had friends work for companies. A gag order. Yes, and they're like uh, gag orders or like you know all that stuff, non compete clauses. That right. So is it like okay. hey, if you're a commentator for? Because I'm trying to think. Has any? Oh. Yes, like an actual commentator role is different than being an athlete.
1: Right. You know, yeah. so uh, the only athlete that has come out to say anything, uh, the only UFC athlete to come out and say anything negative, do you know who it is? Uh, it was Chandler, right? No, or it was Poirier. It was Poirier, yeah. Right. So Dustin Poirier said, You should never put hands on a woman. I don't know the repercussions to come along with somebody of his stature running these businesses and doing something like that. I have no clue. It's not a good look for sure. That's yes. not even that condemning. But at least he comes out and says something. Everybody else dead silent or as unscientific as this may be, 80% of people online saying it's okay to hit a woman if she hits you first. Here's a tweet from Jamal Hill. This has turned a lot of people from him, I think. I think. His, know. Yes. his tweet says, if you don't want to get hit, don't hit nobody, period somebody replies that's his wife and he should have acted like a real man this is a disappointing take and jamal replies she should have acted like a real woman with respect and class
0: ugh, what is this the 1600s right like
1: and that okay and that is i mean he's going hard in the paint constantly and so a bunch of people fighters and non that is the big take on this there is nobody coming out really condemning it um like we talked about last week on the podcast there are female fighters who have been victims of domestic abuse stuff like that now the argument that people are going to say is that this isn't domestic abuse because she hit him first and so it's not the same blah blah but you know there's girls that are going to be in awkward positions i said it on the podcast last week and i will say it again i don't think the first time you hit someone it's in public so to say that was the first ever hit as both Dana and his wife sent out statements saying, this is the first time, sorry, I don't, you know, I'm going to respectfully not believe that. And so you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Um, There's been nothing. Have, are you surprised that nobody has been saying anything? You know what? I'm
0: very surprised. I, you know what? I'm more disappointed in the people that have come out and shared their thoughts in disgusting ways Then Mm. those at least kept their mouth shut because part of me thinks that those other people sort of, a lot of them probably know it's wrong, but they're just trying to stay out of the business politics and the politics of the world. But it's disgusting considering there's little kids at home on social media looking up to these athletes.
1: Yes. Right. That's my thing. I've refrained from responding to a bunch of people. Because, I mean, it's all over. If you look, it's all over. Um, I responded to one guy when he, and he, like, just a random person. But he wrote something, again, saying, if a woman hits first, it's okay to hit back. And his avatar was him and his wife in the photo. And I just thought it was so funny that you'd be putting something like that. Because a lot of the people there are posting, like, you don't know who they are, or it's, like, some young dude or whatever. But this was, like, a family man with his wife. And so I tweeted back. I said... Just make sure you tell your wife that that's the rule you guys are going by, and then he wrote back something like, "She knows, she knows that's the rule." I'm like, "Really? I really highly doubt she knows that you think if if she ever hits him, he's going to smack you back." And you know what? Crazy.
0: Well, <sighs> did you hear about Dana White's mom? Yes, and that is was... like that. Real did quick. you watch that? Yes, and that shows you. That was from 2011. It got no press. Right? Yeah. That shows you how she wrote a
1: she wrote a book that I've never heard of. And yes. sorry, just before you go on, Dana White's mother was on an interview. You can find it on YouTube. Go search it up. She literally is saying a whole bunch of shit about Dana. I do have a bit of a problem with it. I think it's very horrible that your mother would come out and do that. Like I don't know like it wasn't even in response to anything. I don't know what that is, but okay, go ahead. Well, did you I So I'm
0: mixed about that, right? Because it almost, I think of the Trump family, not to get political, but he had that one sibling talking all the smack about her, yeah. revealing secrets, and then, you know, the other supporting, and it's just whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but what stood out to me is she basically made it sound like there's been a long history of domestic violence in with that couple. Yeah. She described her son basically as being an animal, a pig. And did yeah. you see the part that she claims – he slept with his sister-in-law.
1: Oh, I, I said, "Okay." To be fair, I thought the interview was kind of scuzzy because at one point she's like, "I know he's sleeping with all the ring girls and stuff." And it's like, "How would you know? Like, you're his mother. Why do you know this? It's so stupid." Like, it seemed like character assassination at some point from no, her. When someone jumps to basically, I think she mentioned where,
0: when, and the date, like basically stated yeah. and was like. He's even slept with his own sister-in-law. Like who does? And once yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that's where I was just like, how did this not get attention at
1: all? Like, So yeah. So now that's being drudged up. I've been keeping track. Okay. So I put the post and if you're listening to this on my Instagram, go to that post that says, what are they saying? And if you hear anybody saying anything, put it in there. Cause I'm trying to figure out where people are saying stuff. I'm more surprised that nobody has not said anything, but I want to hear what people say. Sean O'Malley on his podcast posted, and I'm going to read this out. I feel bad for Dana. His wife slapped him. That is rude. And it deserves a slapping back. I don't think sober. He would have done that. No, I would assume sober, no drinks. She slaps him. I don't think his initial reaction is to slap back. When that alcohol is flowing, I've never hit a girl, but I've been, blacked out and I've done some things that I can't believe I've done. I went back and listened to this podcast. Um so I could try and get the, you know, the verbal, like the, like the how was he saying it? Was he saying it in a joking manner? Was he smiling while he was saying it? It was freaking hard for me to figure out. I don't know if he's serious or not. He had a co-host with him in in person with him. And that person definitely was taken aback and was not of a positive uh response. Yeah. But I mean, and that's the thing too. Don't read tweets or texts and assume that you know if it's something long and drawn out. Like you got to go and listen to the source. If someone's going to quote a podcast, go and listen to it so you can at least hear it in the full context.
0: It, it should be illegal to take sound bites, but I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> Unless it. you want to take a fight and sight sound bite, fucking do it. Send it everywhere. Yeah, uh, you, uh, right. And you know what? That's what I've heard from people too. It's they can't decide. Where O'Malley stood.
1: No, it was really hard, and I and I do encourage you to look at it. I um I did post where where it was and all that, but anyways, um. So I've been following the news to try and see who says anything, and I will say very interesting. Uh, Fine, what? So what people are saying is that because there's no media um, attention to this, that's why this is really going under the radar. Slap fighting gets delayed one week. It's still going.
0: So I thought it got canceled. They're just no
1: last week, last week we reported. Oh, it's been removed off the TBS schedule. No, they moved it one week later. He's gonna be going out on Friday. He did his uh fuck it Friday video on his Instagram, ate bologna pie. Like, I'm like, what the frick? I can't believe it. No media attention, nobody saying anything. Perhaps a gag order that you said, Brady Bunch. Here we go. There's an article in theatlantic.com. I don't know what this is, but this is something. Theatlantic.com. There's an article written today or yesterday by Jamel Hill. Not Jamal Hill. Jamel yeah. Hill. And this person interesting writes, interestingly writes that they have some sort of contact with uh, an ESPN person. And they're saying that that, and I'm quoting this from the article. The ESPN writer and editor, Jeff Wagenheim, essentially confirmed my observation that the network is intentionally going easy on White. Wagenheim tweeted, we've been told to not write anything incendiary on social media about the Dana White situation. And I understand why and have abided by that. That's He he essentially says that then he does a a follow-up tweet to clarify. And he says, clarification, This is in quotes, clarification, there was no edict from ESPN bosses regarding the white situation, but in general, we are strongly discouraged from incendiary posts on social media. I don't know how to say that word, but it's like the fire thing, right? Incendiary, incendiary uh, posts on social media and with a business partner, things are sensitive. My bad on the wording. Okay, so here we go. The Atlantic has now written this. Now we're going, oh shit, maybe there is something. Then very exciting, uh, not exciting, but for me as I'm reading this and doing research on this, because I feel like aside from Ariel Hawani, I really feel like I'm the only guy saying this like on a podcast because I haven't seen anybody else. Yes. Um, And if you do know of any other podcast, a small podcast like us, just let me know because I'd love to partner up with a podcast and go, yeah, cool. Okay. Now, very exciting, Brady. Did you know, and this is Brett Okamoto reports this, who is you know, big time ESPN staff writer. He's the cool looking dude, right? Who has a good in with everybody. Yep. He releases an article on ESPN and because this is public, so I guess they had to. California Legislative Women's Caucus calls for the removal of Dana White as UFC president. So they have written this uh legislative uh, women's caucus, writes a letter to the CEO of Endeavor, which is the company that owns UFC, you may hear WME, which is a division of Endeavor, blah, blah, blah. But this is the organization. They write a public letter, which you can find online. I'll show a picture of it here. Not that you'll read it, but there it is. There's a picture. It's a real thing. Uh, Writing. um, The website consists of 18 state senators and 33 assembly women. Uh, They write asking for the, quote, the immediate removal of Mr. White as president of the UFC. End quote.
0: Which day was this that they did this? Uh,
1: When did they do this? Like yesterday? This was 10.40 p.m. Eastern, I think, yesterday. So yesterday, today. like we're recording this on the Tuesday. So here we go. Maybe now. A few more things start to come out and you can't avoid it now because what happens, Brady Bunch, as you know, once one news place posts something, everyone just redoes really the same shit, right? That's Yes. Yes. Except
0: yeah. I've, I've, without going too far into this, it's a known fact in the music industry, certain people with the bigger bank rolls. Yeah. A, pay the blogs to post all about them. They control the narrative and B, pay other blogs to prevent those other stories from coming out.
1: Yeah. No doubt.
0: uh, Dana has so much money. The UFC has so much money. I feel like he'll be fine.
1: Yes. But the problem is, so there was nothing like since the week we'd lasted our podcast till literally yesterday, there was really nothing. And I was so surprised and I'm going online. I'm getting angry uh, that there's nothing. Now there were a few famous people like uh, D.L. Hewley, Jamie Foxx. They were tweeting a few things, so there has been a bit, but nothing really. When this California Women's Caucus thing letter comes out, and ESPN uh, posts about it, New York Post posts about it, Sure Dog posts about it, Post Wrestling Yahoo. posts about it, MMA yes, fighting. Yes, you're media right. Media like yeah. Sporting News, MMA Mania, you, MMA junkie, of course. Yahoo Sports, The Atlantic. Boom. Now the floodgates open on this one thing. So my prediction that he gets fired, I still feel there's a possibility that things go bad because as things start to churn and I don't want things to go bad per se, like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I want everyone to be happy and make money and be happy and do what they want in life. But in some things, there are things that maybe call for some response or some action, or right?
0: See, you know what surprises me? I feel like they should at least suspend him for some significant amount of time. That's why I think they're making a mistake. Know who I'm going to make a comparison to? I feel like we occasionally heard some really bad things about someone like Vince McMahon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it took until, like, the very end where he was probably wanted to retire anyway for yeah. sc- Scandal to come out and for him to step down,
1: right? Yeah, uh, and I don't want that to happen. Like, I don't want anything bad. I don't want him to step down forever. But I feel as, like, I think Ariel Helwani, again, to piggyback off him. But I do feel like him and I are very in sync with one another even though I did not like this dude, I did not like Ariel a lot before, but I feel like over time, I've really kind of come to understand him a bit more. Yes. He was, he was even saying like, you know, like just say that, just say something like the organization should put out statements. Like we do not support this and blah, 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 or okay. He's going to undergo couples counseling or like do a little bit more to make it look like to both you, to your fighters or to the public that yes, we do take this seriously and whatever, whatever, whatever you do behind the scenes, fine at least put out a little bit more of a statement to make people think that this is not okay. And again, because there are UFC fighters that have gone through domestic violence. It's not cool. Like, Not cool at all. And you, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah.
0: So some of the feedback I've heard from people and looking online and talking with people, they claim that like this whole Dana White thing, it's Americans. I've I've heard that people outside of America... In Europe and whatnot are disgusted. Uh, in fact, I saw a bunch of them making fun of the Americans on the popular MMA page, basically saying, "You guys are disgusting. You're obsessed with guns, and I guess you all enjoy beating women, right?"
1: Yeah, um, I, I is don't it an know.
0: American but... issue? Like, are your Canadian friends feeling like Dana had? A- um,
1: I will say, um, without calling people out. I will say I was surprised at the immediate reaction that I was getting from some people. Um, I think I think I spoke to one guy who I really like and I respect a lot, and I and I brought it up to him, and we're normally, you know, in sync on things. Yeah. He right away said, "No, dude, you just if anything you would use your self to restrain." anymore like why would you ever hit like you just restrain like if you're going to use your strength or your position or anything just restrain like why would you ever hit back so there's I don't know I I think it's just the world the social media brings out the worst in people and I think it's very easy and clickbaity to put ruder stuff out there but you know you think about why we're saying it's important for a whole bunch of fighters to come out and say hey I'm against this and blah blah because it will start a snowball too. Like if a whole bunch of people said, hey, that's not cool. Even if like Dustin Poirier's statement is not bad at all. And I don't think Dustin Poirier gets in trouble for what he says. Yeah. But just if you say like, hey, putting your hands on a woman is never okay, blah, 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 anything like that. If if a snowball of those comments came about, don't don't call for his firing, don't call for whatever, but just support people that could be in difficult situations. That's a lot better snowball than what we've got going on now.
0: And you know what? I think the UFC should do something like start a domestic violence campaign, donate money to some great organizations that focus on this type of stuff. That changes everything. The fact that they're not talking about that already, it makes me wonder who's making the decisions up up there. It's a little crazy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, it won't make everything go away, but it does make everything go better. I think of some of those companies that were tied to the Nazis. Yes, they're not forgiven but a lot of them ended up taking a large amount of monies and doing good things with it to try to fix the damage. I look at it like restorative justice, uh, which I don't know if anyone knows about. I actually went through a grad school program for it. I really believe in it. But when someone causes harm, right, they need to be held accountable, but we don't kick people out, kind of like what you were saying, right? Whoever was harmed might have to be part of what goes on, right, but we're all community. Right? And yep. we gotta act like it. And at the end of the day, what needs to happen is when someone does something wrong, they need to restore what was done in some way. That this right now, I'm sure there's some. No one I wonder about. There probably are some female UFC fighters who have gone through hell from a man. Mm-hmm. Right? We know that Rhonda supposedly, I think you remember those stories, right? Okay. Yep. And others, right? Uh yeah. just I can only imagine some of them probably are so triggered. It's probably bringing back some past feelings of what they've been through and they can't say a thing. And that's where I think the UFC, it's not so much about Dana at this point.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, It's
0: more like, yo, organization, what are you guys doing? You got to do, it's got to be at least covered or spoken about. It can't be, you can't be the ostrich and stick your head under the ground and act like none of this
1: happens. Yeah, but it is, but it is, I can understand why people stick their head in the ground and avoid it when the mass um response is in supporting what he did when he's not even really out there like he's essentially just gone on with his life he's going out gambling and posting fuck it friday videos and and slap league starts in a couple weeks like it's not even like he's out there going uh you know i didn't do anything wrong and there was alcohol and blood like he's not even saying anything but the public is just just crazy so Look, last week when this came out, I was in such a bad mood—not bad mood, but I was like so like, oh, this is good discussion that we're gonna have, like what we're having now. But Sarah <laughs> Faruja put me in such a good mood. I get it. That we weren't able to kind of have this discussion. Now today, I was like pumped up, like okay, I'm not gonna let Tanya Najar divert me from this conversation. <laughs> so, as amazing as Tanya Najar was, uh, I still I still appreciate this conversation that we're having you because needed the vent. Yeah, not, not then, but I just feel like it's important to say it out there. Like, I like people don't realize. And and I think for the people that are taking sound bites or, or clips and looking at little things, you got to go back to the full source and read things um, and can hear I, the whole thing.
0: Can I share with you one of my fears? Yeah. This is, uh, it's a silly fear, but also part of it's real. I'm going to name it. Uh, I know how industries could work, like the music industry. It's easy for people to get blacklisted, right? Yep. You make enemies. Uh, So part of me was a little nervous. Do I speak my real opinion anymore? Right, It's already out there, kind of memorialized.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Here we are again. Uh, And as you know, I'm sorry, someone in Dana White's family recently followed my account. And part of me is afraid that they're going to see this, and I wonder how they're going to take it. Uh, Right? And also, part of me wonders if someone like Dana saw this. Who knows what he – I've seen Dana at times really go to burn people to the ground.
1: Uh, yeah. Right? And yeah. Ariel, Hel- Ariel Helwani says that a lot.
0: Yes, yeah. to the point where some guy – I'm not sure if you saw this. Dana posted some guy like a month or so ago and was like, does anyone know this guy? Tell me everything you know about him. And I went to that guy's page, and literally you should have seen it, The guy gained all these followers overnight, like because everyone wants to check it out. Guy was clearly going through a mental breakdown. It looked like he lost custody of his kid. And I think he posted one of Dana's kids, like some weird, cryptic, creepy message. So yes, I understand why Dana should be alarmed, but also Dana was basically like, tell me everything you know about this guy. He's got something coming, right? You wanna find out. out. To me, it was like, all right, here's Dana, this mobster. (laughs)
1: Like the hit list. Is out.
0: Using his power and seeing everyone follow. And what stood out to me was all the UFC fans, right, uh, leaving comments on all the older posts on this guy, just, like, trolling him and stuff. And that's part part of the problem is the UFC has some of the most rabid fans cool. on the planet. Yeah. Yep. Right? Most of them can't fight, by the way, which makes this even more ridiculous. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and- we're – Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: And my last point, the thing that makes me the most insane about all these people, and some of it comes from people that do fight, and that's where I'm like, kind of like what your friend said, I liked his answer, because I said the same thing. When people literally sit there and tell me he was using self-defense. Yeah. Like, literally, there are people out there posting as if Dana White was in danger. Yeah. Right? His wife is this little thing, right? Like, come Mm -hmm. on. Though I will say... Did you hear the one part in the what his mother said about the fight, the earlier fight? No. Supposedly Dana almost lost his eye.
1: <laughs> so uh. she actually
0: said some incident happened and her the wife supposedly did hit Dana back then of uh, maybe his wedding night even, or I don't know, it was some important event, and had the like the worst black eye ever,
1: he almost lost it. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that, but oh, okay, I didn't catch this, she said almost lost the eye. I remember worst black eye ever, yeah. All right, who
0: yeah. knows, but part of me did for a second go, you know what, she might have a little more power in those fists than we realized, but still, it's unacceptable, right? It's yeah. unacceptable, she's a woman. Come on, the same people, like I said, that don't want people like me fighting cisgender women, because there's an edge right
1: in in uh, a mutually agreeable combat in
0: view. a mutual agreeable combat yeah. where by the way hormone levels are pretty matched but i'm not going to get into it as you know yeah, yeah, I think yeah. other trans and male opponents right but like those same people are the same people saying that dana white used self-defense right yeah, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i think
1: the i think the one i think the one tweet i gave back to someone before i realized that that was the massive response was i go i said was he in danger of his life or was just his pride in danger? Like, what were you defending yourself from? Right. Like what was the imminent danger you had there? But anyways, we could go on forever about this. We're at the end of time, the importance is, is that we're talking about it um, that we're talking about it openly and honestly, look, this is episode 100. I had kind of made the commitment in my brain that I was going to get to episode 101 and then end this thing. But uh, I've had a little bit of a resurgence. I've been really happy with you as my uh, co-host for oh, the last while. We've been having good guests. yeah. Right? Like, holy crap, I could do 100 more podcasts with Sarah Feruja and Tanya Najjar. Right? Like, great people we've been meeting. Next week's going to be fun with Kyle Nelson. Uh, yeah, Kyle the Monster Nelson. Um, so I'm very excited. And uh, we'll keep going. But look, if if somehow, like, we get targeted and the podcast dies, <laughs> It's been a good run. What are we going to do? But <laughs> you know what? Good thing we're both trained martial artists. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I see someone in my shrubs right now. No, uh, like I know nothing's ever going to come about it. It's just, you know, and look, it's, it's a, it's something to discuss. And I, and I do feel there's a lot more people that probably do have the same thoughts as us here or Ariel Helwani, um, yeah. and not so much of what you see online, but look, stay positive, stay respectful. I posted on my Twitter um, yesterday in the last few days, I felt like it was important to, not that anyone follows me, but to post some things that are more positive or whatever. But I just said like, hey, as a martial artist, you're taught to stand up for what is right, to help others and to stand your ground. Believe in that, right? We're martial artists, you know, so that like, that it's all about honor and respect. Yep. Uh, I also posted, I said, I hold the door open for my wife, women, children, elderly, et cetera, pretty much anybody I hold the door open for. Uh, it's just good manners. It has nothing to do with equality. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? like if you're holding doors it's just about being a good person, uh, be a good person in life. I think that's the important message here. Uh, Brady Bunch before we go, you got anything to say? Any
0: uh, you know what? some silly quick stuff. Uh, I'm gonna plug my fight. I'm fighting March 11th uh, Atlantic City. I'm taking on Layla James, uh, trans wrestler. Uh, as of right now, my weight is weighed down, right? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to decide do I bulk back up or can I take her at a lighter weight? I don't know. But more importantly, that's just a warm-up because I'm hoping to take on a kickboxing opponent in May. I'm speaking with another organization. And there was also a trans woman guest that was on this same podcast at one point. And part of me is hungrier than ever to meet them in the cage. Uh, and I'm hoping that might happen by the end of the year. So uh, we will see, but otherwise, I love being here. I hope we have another, at least another hundred podcast episodes, and it. I'm going to try my best to get someone like Steamroller for Vola to come on, uh, Yes, but like, I can't thank you enough, Timmy B, and I can't thank, thank you. viewers uh, and the awesome guests that keep coming.
1: Yeah, and to that person that you're saying that you might fight that was a guest on this podcast, to put it on record, I do like both of you. I know that. I would hate to see two of my friends fight one another, but Hey, if it's for money and it's for, you know, and it's for the, the greater good, then go for it. But I do like you both. Um, just as, you know, I don't want to say anything bad, but, uh, all right guys, next week, stick with us going back to the UFC to, for one of their great young fighters. And, uh, we will see you next week. Be good to each other. Brady Bunch. Thank you so much as always. Thank you. See you later.